Shannon. On this Wednesday, January 24th, a few things that have happened today that we've been following. We told you in the 10 o'clock hour about that very lengthy sentencing hearing. It stretched over seven days, 169 victim impact statements read against the former USA Gymnastics Dr. Larry Nasser. So the judge sentenced him after giving him a tongue lashing for 30 minutes, sentenced him up to 175 years in prison. That's on top of the 60 years that he got for child pornography. She said, the judge did, when she uh, proclaimed his sentence today, I just signed your death warrant. Uh, The Turpins are also due in court probably a little bit later this hour, as a matter of fact. David and Louise Turpin, their 13 kids were the ones found chained and shackled in some cases inside that house in Paris. The prosecutors are expected to ask that uh, David and Louise not have any contact with any of the kids for any reason, at least before they go to court. Well, Orange County D.A. Tony Rakakis has said there will be no charges for that off-duty LAPD officer who fired his gun during a fight with those kids in Anaheim last year. Chris Ancarlo is on the story and joins us now. Chris, what's up? Well, it looks as if the uh, the case hinges on two different things. Number one is whether or not the kid said he was going to sue Kevin Ferguson or if he was going to shoot Kevin Ferguson. So Kevin Ferguson, the uh, the uh, off-duty LAPD officer in this case, says that he heard the kid say he was going to shoot him, at which point he made a citizen's arrest because he was not on duty. Therefore, he was just acting like a normal citizen. In making that arrest, the scuffle ensued. It was a 16-minute scuffle. That ended with the viral videos that I think a lot of people probably remember from last February where he gets pushed over a hedge by another kid and then he takes the gun out of his belt and fires a shot into the ground and the kids scatter except for the one that he had detained. Right. So that's one part of it. Did it did the kid say sue or did the kid say shoot? And prosecutors today, they said that they believe the kid said sue, but they could not prove that that was the case beyond a reasonable doubt. So they were not going to press charges on that count. The second count would be in the course of that detainment. Was there unreasonable force? The fact that the gun was fired. Was that an unreasonable amount of force to be displayed by Ferguson? And in this case, the prosecutors point to a kid in the video. So we saw, you know, probably. I'd say about a dozen different video angles of this uh, of this case that they rolled out on display, and uh, in every single one, you know, they kind of slow it down and they show the pivotal moments where everything hinges. And one of those hinge points comes when a kid in a red sweatshirt jumps over the hedges. He has a pin back behind his ear, and I know this because I always have a pin back behind my ear. And whenever you do something crazy, as a matter of fact, I was walking behind a live shot, pin started to fall behind my ear. I immediately grab it and throw it in my pocket, and that's exactly what the kid was doing. But he was throwing it into his back pocket. And because he was going into his back pocket, the prosecutors here say that Ferguson could have believed that the kid was going for a weapon. And at that point was justified in firing what Ferguson told Anaheim police was a warning shot. And so after all of that, even in spite of the video, no charges are going to be pressed against Kevin Ferguson. However, isn't he still being investigated by his department, by the LAPD? Yeah, that's a it's a separate internal investigation, which would really just amount to workplace punishment. In in this case, you know, this was the uh, I guess the last chance really for anything to be done um, from a criminal perspective, and so that's the you know. I think that's where you see a lot of the uh, the community unrest that happened when 
first, the police department did not pursue or did not arrest him. But also after the video first came out, you know, the, you may remember there was a lot of unrest down here in Anaheim and Orange County o- over the case because of just how much video there was of the moment that everything happened. And the prosecutors, they threw down a, a pretty significant tongue lashing on Ferguson, calling what he did immature, ill thought out, you know, essentially saying that everything he did in this was wrong. But it wasn't criminal because they can't prove that what he did was uh, not in self-defense, right? So uh, they're saying that he was acting out of self-defense and thinking that the kid had perhaps a weapon in his pocket as he was uh, as he was being approached. Mind you, he had just been shoved over uh, a hedge, uh, a row of hedges, and had four other kids around him as well. So all of these things come together with the prosecutors not being able to essentially create a case. Back to the pen behind the ear thing. Mm. I've never noticed that. You just keep it there, ready to go? I Yeah, I always have a pen back behind my ear or in my pocket. Interesting. You always have to have a pen. If you are in the field, you always have to have a pen. Oh, not it's really for self-defense, just for... When, well... Just- I mean, I mean, a, a could, Krav Maga teacher might tell you that that would be a great go-to. I had, no, <laughs> I never even thought about that. I mean, I always have a pen or a pen, usually a pencil, and I usually stab myself with it several times a day on accident. Uh, but I never thought of it as a self-defense mechanism, <laughs> and now I do. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 in all seriousness, I have heard of cases where that's been the last line. Yeah, wow. So. In this case, though, it's pretty hard to argue that that the uh, pen or the pencil was an offensive weapon. Um, But it's just there's no way to disprove it, according to prosecutors. And I think we're going to hear a lot from the family. And I think we're going to hear a lot from the community on this one, um, because the video is uh, the video leads. I, I think a lot of people to jump to the conclusion that what this person did was wrong. It also starts out, you know, he used language. Uh, prosecutors say that he called. It all started because he called a 13-year-old girl a name that I can't repeat on the radio. And so this 13-year-old boy essentially stepped up um, in her in defense of her honor uh, is the way it was kind of played out for us for, by prosecutors. At which point the um, citizen's arrest happened and so there's you know a lot of other stuff happening around this there there would obviously be a hypothetical situation here that prosecutors would have to wrestle with which would be what if this was just a civilian what if this was i mean i know he was a civilian because he wasn't on duty at the time but if he wasn't a police officer if he was just chris and carlo living in anaheim fed up with a teenager just walking across his lawn how would this have been different yeah, and um, they say that they treated this case as though he was a citizen. So from a prosecutor's perspective, by the time they get everything handed to them, you know, um, it, the, the facts are whatever the facts are. Whereas the police who are handling the facts, they're the ones, I think, who are coming into that interface of, oh, this is a cop, we're going to treat him differently. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but uh, they're, they're, they're the ones on the front lines there. And and one thing I'll say from one of the videos that was shown that showed really kind of the extended clip is when the cops arrive on scene, and you may remember this, all of the kids end up sitting on a curb and you know they've got their hands back behind uh, their their backs, whereas Ferguson is shouting, help, 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 come on down here, help, 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 come on down here. And as the police approach him, um, they approach him as though the 13-year-old is the suspect and not the person who fired the weapon. Um, And so 
it is, I think when people watch that sort of behavior, that triggers some of the uh, criticism that we heard last February on into March and some of the unrest. That the cops were just trying to protect the cops. That was the criticism. That's what it could be perceived if they knew that he was a cop. And again, we don't know if they knew he was a cop. We don't know if, you know, he even ever told the kids that he was a cop at any point. All we know is what's on the video and what's on the video is, you know, at at the end of the 16 minute scuffle, he pulls out a gun from his waistband and fires a shot into the ground. And we don't know if it was intentional or not. You know, that's something that prosecutors can't can't figure out. He says it was. But again, you can't. You know, you can't be in the mind of of Kevin Ferguson at the moment that 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 shot is fired. Chris and Carlo, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course, guys. Uh, Just a side note. If you want to see a a small writing utensil used as a weapon, Mm -hmm. um, Matt Damon in The Born Identity does a great job. Oh, yes, you're right. Knuckle when he just jams that. I'm going to start doing that. Top of his. right in here. We come back. The arguments and discussion over bath time photos of your kids. There was one family that took some of these and found themselves in legal hell for quite a while. I'll tell you about it. Gary and Shannon will continue. Hey, we've been doing this once an hour since Jonesy started at 520 this morning. Handle did it. We're doing it. Giving away $1,000. Here's how you can win. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's money to 200-200. And remember, you got to pick up the phone when they call. It's going to be a number that looks like spam. But if you don't answer, you don't get the cash. Don't, we had a don't lot of winners, a lot of local winners on that. I know. It's a good, good thing to win 1000 bucks just on a whim like that. We talked a little bit. Okay, let me go back just for a second to talk about Big Apple Circus, Big Apple Circus Clown Grandma. Mm. I remember he was taking pictures, uh, inappropriate pictures of the 16-year-old. Yeah. Um, federal child pornography laws prohibit sexually explicit depiction of someone younger than 18 and that that definition of sexually explicit is very broad. A picture of a naked child may constitute illegal child pornography if it's su- sufficiently sexually suggestive. That's from the Department of Justice, and that's important, the sexually suggestive part. Because there's a family in Arizona that for the last 10 years has been fighting the government in Arizona and the county specifically because their kids were taken away from them in 2008. In 2008, that's when the couple took their three daughters, five, four, and one and a half, on a vacation to San Diego. Took more than 100 photos during the trip, like most parents do. Uh, There were several of the girls playing together during bath time. They go back home to Arizona. They drop the camera's memory stick off at Walmart for developing. And within a day, a police detective is knocking on the door. You like that? I did. How I did that? It's like theater. It's like mystery theater. Theater of the radio. Yeah. The old days we used to know. Yeah. The the couple, it's uh, AJ and Lisa Damari. Damari? 
said that these pictures that they took were harmless shots of the kids goofing around. Everybody has them in their scrapbook. But because somebody at Walmart flagged them down, police and social workers launched a full-blown sex abuse investigation. They raided the couple's home, like full search warrant, tossing everything. They took the children into emergency temporary custody, even though there was no court order or warrant. The two older children, number five and four, driven to one foster home, the 18-month-old to another. Can you believe this? Eventually, they were, thank God, moved to their grandparents' house. But in the meantime, police interviewed about three dozen friends, family members, and coworkers in the course of this sex abuse investigation. They had to go through psychological evaluation. Now, this is uh, here. After, uh, after questioning the parents... Police took the children in for their own interviews and medical exams to look for signs of sexual abuse. They had their... I'm going to repeat. I'm going to repeat. These kids, these girls, are ages five, four, and one and a half. They had those kids out of the home for more than a month. Can you believe this? The parents were not arrested or charged with any crimes. Juvenile court never found that the girls were abused or neglected. But mom was suspended from her job at a school for a year. Uh, Did you also mention that they were included on a sex offender registry? Now, they sued. They sued the county. They sued everybody they could. The state of Arizona, the detective, everybody. Because they knew that their kids were taken away for no good reason. There There was a child protection worker who did this emergency removal of the children. And that emergency removal was approved by that supervisor. But judges, there was no court that was involved in any of this. It was yesterday. Again, this was 2008 that this whole thing started. It was just yesterday that a federal appeals court finally affirmed what they had been arguing all along, that their kids were taken from them for no good reason. It just got me thinking, though, about those bathtub photos and and, yeah, every family takes those of the kids when they're little at bath time. They're cute. They show brother and sister when they didn't hate each other. Right. Um, but I don't like it when people post those. There's, it's not, And it's not that you think it's dirty. No, I just don't know who's looking at those. And you know what? How, how much do you know your Facebook friends or your Facebook friends' husbands or, you know, uncles that may be in the house. Like, you know what I mean? It's just people put so much on their Facebook page that they think, or Instagram or whatever, that they think is just going out to their friends, right? But yeah. are they really your friends? And who who else did, uh, does their computer have access to? I don't know. I'd be super protective over my kids' pictures if I was a Especially parent. Especially super young kids. and Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Just because, as, you know, we talk about, I, I look for the worst in people. <laughs> No, but I totally agree with you on that one. <laughs> All right, Dr. Wendy, when we come back, we'll talk about what is micro-cheating. Micro-cheating? That's coming up next on Gary and Shannon. The Doctor is in with Dr. Wendy Walsh. Well, I wish we could continue that on the air, but I'm certain that that would be uh, inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she used the penis word, but that's anatomically correct. It is. But not what she was talking about doing. She was just doing. talking about her lack of experience with them when she was in middle school. There's nothing wrong with I that. I didn't know what the hell, what that was or what to do with it. Dr. The way Wendy these kids Walsh do is now. I know. Kids these days. Uh, well, how are you? 
Uh, right? I'm reeling because well, I just got an email oh. from the vice principal saying too many girls were in the bathroom stall together and no good happens from that well, in middle school. It's, it's just the phone thing. They're not allowed to have phones the phone. and they're yeah. all addicted to the phones. So they somebody smuggle was just having a in. bad day and they needed a little close time for some optimistic <laughs> hugging. Mm-mm. As long as they weren't sharing some edibles. Well, we didn't get to this last week, and we wanted to men- we mention this because it was such an uh, an interesting topic, especially considering our uh, love of social media these days. And it's micro cheating, mm-hmm. micro cheating. Not every, not everything, but things that fall far short of even physical contact. You're not sharing fluids or even dinner with somebody necessarily, but but small, little, tiny ways that you could be unfaithful without actually crossing a physical line. Mating scientists call this keeping a few backup mates. Because remember, in our evolutionary past, mates who we weren't related to were few and far between. And so as a result, humans naturally want to, I mean, they're dedicated. They love their primary attachment figure. But, you know, something happened. Divorce, death, whatever. They need to know who, who their backup mates are. But now we have technology to make the micro-cheating very easy. I remember going out with a guy a long time ago. This was when MySpace was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was, and it was a committed relationship, right? And he was on MySpace, like meeting girls. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing that for? And he said, oh, it's just friends. And I'm like, so you're making new friends that are girls that are age appropriate for you to be going out with? Like, Of course. What? That's what they do. And be like, well, what? So I'm not going to make any friends anymore. And it just seemed odd to me. And then, of course, that's what was happening. Yes. Just keeping some other options in the hopper there. Yes. So the question is, do we uh, have no backup mates or do we exhibit very clear boundaries with our backup mates? My feeling, I mean, this is a moral question, less of a scientific mating question. Um, And I think the answer is that while it's okay to keep some backup mates you want to keep very, very firm boundaries and keep them in control. And you also want to present yourself to the world as a we. I feel like you and your the idea of having backup mates crosses a boundary in itself. Okay, here's an example of micro-cheating. Have you ever done this? And it could be anybody. A former friend from college. It could be a current coworker. They post a picture on Instagram. You just give it a like. Mm-hmm. Right? That's sure. Just, that's easy, right? That's micro-cheating? Oh, well, what if you're giving them likes a lot? And what if when the picture's What if you particular... like everything? Oh, well, yeah. I, I like everything. That's how they bury their micro-cheating. They make sure that oh, the one that so that's really... what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to like any more photos. Wait a minute. Time out. Side note. You said present yourself as a couple, you know, yes. to do that on a regular basis. One of my warning signs for someone with a strange personality is someone who on Facebook signs up as themselves and their wife. Yeah. Like they share a like Facebook profile. It's really fascinating because not so long ago, you know, the only form of communication you had to a family or a couple was one household hardline phone. And it rang and anybody in the house would answer it. It was the family phone. So why are we so worried about the couple Facebook page or the family Facebook page? Well, I would say this. I don't go out of my way to present myself as a couple, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, other than those times like it's my wife's birthday. I'm going to send a nice message 
over Facebook publicly, publicly yeah. our anniversary, a vacation that we took, that's or good. a memory that that's comes up. That's being a we online. Well, my husband hates social media. He doesn't want to be on anything. He doesn't want me to post but pictures of us. But on your Facebook us. page, it doesn't say you're single. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I should say Mary's <laughs> going to check. But, uh, you know, oh, he but- doesn't want he doesn't want to appear on any of that stuff. Like, and so it's for and I I'm thinking he's not the only one that doesn't yeah. want to be on social media. Doesn't say a thing about your uh, you know, yeah, you I don't really fill out any enough. of that. Stuff. I don't think I do either. I don't. In fact, remember. there are more pictures so of years. me on there. I don't know if I've yeah. ever seen your husband on any of your pictures. Yeah, he, well, he, he won't. He doesn't want to. Would be that make Gary your backup mate? No, no. <laughs> Look how quick they were like, no. Uh, Gary, what is it a red flag for when you do see a couple uh, who has a singular Facebook page for the both of them? I just think that there are some weird control personality issues. Agree. I feel like you need to be individual, like, you know, in your relationship, be individuals. You know, when I see people. Because they're, uh, for me, and I think this is probably people our age probably see Facebook, for example, as a way to connect with people from. 25 years ago a lot of high school friends etc since my wife and i didn't go to the same high school it would be dumb for her to know and of, see the same right. people that we that i see right that's a lot of backup mates in those prior lives yeah. just later i'm not saying it's the right thing when i see a couple that has a facebook page together i think he doth protest too much in other words, the more insecure the relationship, the more publicly they want to yeah. say, we're a team. Yeah. We're together. We're e- monogamous. Yeah. Either <laughs> control issues or wild insecurity, and it could be both. Did you know the more money you spend on your wedding, the read, the more publicly you announce, uh, the more likely you are to divorce? Oh, so true. Seriously? Yeah. So true. Yeah. Some of the well, most that, beautiful. I wish I would have known that 20 years ago when we were trying to come up with a budget for our <laughs> wedding. I would have said, we need to keep it low if you want to keep this thing going for yeah. any amount of time. Yeah. So I think the question here is, what is micro-cheating and what isn't? Right. If you're in a committed exclusive relationship and somebody of the opposite sex, if you're heterosexual, sends you a private message on Facebook and they are within the age, you know, they may be single, they may be going through a divorce, you may be going retrosexual, maybe an old lover or whatever, do you respond? Private messages on Facebook, and this is somebody who potentially. What does could the message say? Yeah, because you know it could say, "Hey, well, do you hear about our always... old neighbor Hal? He he was arrested for hoarding thirteen kids in his house." <laughs> or it could say, "Like, hey, how are you? How's life?" Which is obviously a fishing lure. Well, it always start. The smartest ones start with current events and oh. move into, "Hey, how you been anyway?" And then five months later, with a little bit of chit-chat about the news, it becomes, hey, if I, I'm in Burbank a lot. You want to meet for coffee after your shift sometime? Mm. And there's the slippery slope. Mm. So what I do is <laughs> I, first of all, I don't respond. In my information page, I actually write, I don't respond to private messages. Because those that are actually my friend, like my girlfriends or people in the real world or whatever, they know I'll respond, even though I put that on my page. Okay. But it gives me like a, an out. I see. And I tend to not respond. What about listeners who write to you private messages Wait, on your Facebook we'll get page? to the answer to that when we come back. Because this is a good one. I want to know They the could all be potential you mates. You mean the ones that I want to respond no, no, no. to, but that you won't let me respond no, to? No, 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 not like that. Gary and Shannon will continue. Dr. Wendy Walsh has joined us. We're talking about micro-cheating and when it crosses the line. It is meant to be, it'll be, it'll be, baby, just let it be. Gary and Shannon, joined by Dr. Wendy Walsh. You can hear Dr. Wendy's show. Sunday afternoons right here on KFI. 
and follow her on uh, the social media, especially the Twitter, at drwendywalsh, at drwendywalsh, and drwendywalsh.com as Yes, well. but they have to be nice. Be I, only, nice. I only talk to nice people online. Well, that was kind of what you uh, <laughs> alluded to there a second ago before we got to the break okay, about how so Shannon responds to responding people on social to media. private messages on social media. If the person is in your age range and, you know, clearly could possibly be a potential, a potential love mate. interest, a potential mate. Do you respond? <laughs> um, I, I guess I don't understand the question. Is this a stranger or is this somebody that I know? I'm confused. Okay. No, a stranger. Um, yeah, because I don't think of people as potential backup mates. I know. And you then- know, just because it's a man, I'm not like, oh, well, if this doesn't, this marriage thing doesn't work out. <laughs> and just to let you know, men always overestimate how much a woman is interested in them. So even just a response from you might be, oh, she's into me, man. Oh, well, if I'm getting a message from a stranger, a private message from a stranger online, it'll be from a listener because that's Probably. that's the only way we meet strangers, right? I don't I'm not in like online no, but, forums where strangers talk to each other. Oh, yeah. but friends of friends on Facebook, you don't oh. get any I don't of that. have that. You I don't have that. Know. Well, Lucky, tell me how you don't have that because I want to get rid <laughs> yeah, of some of my I, friends. I of friends. actually <laughs> did a good Facebook house cleaning thing. <gasps> I tried uh, that once, and I got a mean note from somebody saying, why did you get rid of me? Well, but you I'm have like, to get over that. You yeah, can't, you know. house clean. Yeah, I had this clean rule it where it's like I have to meet every person that I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook. Like, That's I a good rule. I have to have met that person at good some point. for you. So I don't really get a lot of it. And, and when listeners send a private message, it's usually just like, Hey, uh, you know, you guys were talking about this today. I wanted to tell you about my friend so and so who went through this. Right. It's never a personal, right? Or your thing. show sucks. Or it's- your show sucks. Or hey, you you have uh, you have a great show. Thanks a lot. So they're never really. Yeah. So you judge it by basically what they say. Or remember that was yeah. that guy yesterday that I almost responded to, and you said not to. What well, about all the just the winks? Sucks and- <laughs> what about all the like the I don't know if they're called the winks and pokes or whatever? But they just basically up. or say hi. Just a reaction. They just like guys that just say hi on a private message. I just hit delete. Well, what delete. is so that but okay. we've been talking about micro cheating. So let's so, give a few more examples of what that might be. All right. So I mentioned liking on Instagram and Snapchat or wherever you can like and Facebook. If you do this with a lot of people, you can bury the one that you really want to see the likes on a regular basis. Um, how about staying on a dating app when you're in a relationship? People that's, do that. They stay on Tinder. Beyond micro-cheating to me. It's called keeping their options open. Right? Uh, texting yeah. somebody when you're in the presence of your love partner. What? You can't text What anyone? about texting somebody outside the presence of your love partner? I've said exactly. this before. I think I don't know if she does, but I think my wife knows the the passcode to my phone and i know my yeah. daughter has already broken in and put her own thumbprint in it so she can look at the phone anytime she I wants i always say this the sign of a healthy relationship is an unlocked phone i've never had a problem with I, that. I had an unlocked phone until this show started and this Wait guy broke into my phone <laughs> i always had an unlocked phone no it's your phone was locked well, even after me, your phone was locked. The first time you broke in is when I put the first lock on my right, phone. But your password was one two three four. And then I had to make it better. So now it's <laughs> one two three four five. You're, you're the only one I don't want to break into my phone. Well, what about the yoga flirt people? The ones that go to the yoga classes just so they can See, look everyone's at people swamp ass? their butts. 
Right. No, that's not where I go to find. Uh... Wait a minute. I have a question. Right. Would Pilates be a place where people go to flirt? There aren't enough dudes there. No. There I go to enough. Pilates regularly, okay. and the poor two guys in the room are just outnumbered. They don't like girls? Well, the, yeah, there's that too. Some are like that, but okay. some of them, maybe they are there flirting. But Orange Theory, your wife goes to Orange Theory, there's uh, heterosexual much more like lately. There. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of moved away from it, too. Okay. John, what's happening, dear? Hi. How are you? Do you micro-cheat? What is it? <laughs> it's where you have, like, little friends on the side online, but they're not really, you're not flirting with them, but they're just there in case you need them as a backup mate. No. It's <laughs> a backup mate? <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. happens. Uh for 25 years, it's a little late for a backup mate. <laughs> no, I uh, no, I don't talk online to anybody. So yeah, oh, that's it's kind of a moot point. Safer, uh, yeah, much safer. What do you guys got coming up? Uh, oh, uh, something really good. Uh, right after the news, we have a, an interview with the director of Ice, Thomas. Oh, Holman. that's right. You guys are going commercial free. Right, half hour. Oh boy, as long as we can hold on to him. Oh boy. So uh, <laughs> he's in charge of uh, whatever's going to happen. To uh, defeat the sanctuary cities in California. Ooh, all right. And he's about as blunt-talking a uh, government official that I've ever, as I've ever heard in my life. I saved something he's, for you. Did you? Yeah, because you used to watch Barney a lot you, with your kids. Uh, yes, with my kids. Do you want to know what Barney's into now? The man who played Barney? Uh, not, not the voice of, but the guy actually in the costume. Yeah, pro- that's probably something not good. A tantra massage specialist and spiritual healer who only accepts female clients. There you go. I'm surprised it's adult females. He refers his to his clients as goddesses, and he prefers not to use condoms because they block the energy. Right. There you go. Grown men who wear costumes are to be avoided. There's no excuse for that. Yeah. Unless the costume is a robe. (laughs) And they're to be avoided, too. At an event for children. Right. Right. Excellent point. All right, John and Ken, up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. Oh. Oh. Gary and Shannon. He's giving it the big build up there, and he did not deliver at all. What a shame. Nobody wants to see that.